Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello loves and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today's episode is extra special as it has been a highly requested one to bring this guest back to share more of his side, our story, and I'm excited to have him here. My heart is beating a little bit right now. There's a mix of excitement and nerves, <laughs> but yeah, let's dive into it. So welcome back, babe. Here is my now fiance. That's it's been right. almost a year since we recorded the last podcast episode. So welcome back to the show. Thanks, babe. It's great to be back. And I'm glad that I still make your heart beat faster and uh, even, even to this day. So it's you, good to be back. You do, you do. So, woo! It has been a journey. We are newly engaged. We are more obsessed with each other than ever, which is crazy because everyone's like, the honeymoon phase will end. I don't believe that's true. We've been back together now for a little over a year, about 13, 14 months. Yep. And we have been asked lots and lots of questions around our relationship, our coming back together story, some breakup questions as we've gone a little viral on TikTok. And I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful for all of you guys listening. I'm so happy that our story has either resonated or brought awareness to your eyes or maybe brought hope. And if you have not heard our full how breaking up brought us closer together story, make sure you listen to that episode first before you continue to listen to this one. That is episode number 79. And our intention for today's show is to share more of our comeback story, what we did this last year to really rekindle our love, how we created a completely new relationship what has really supported us and sharing a little bit more of Evan's side as many have asked to hear a little bit more of what he has to say. And I, um, I have lots of questions that you guys put in a form on my Instagram. So we, we want to keep this episode not too long. So if we run out of time to answer those, answer those specific questions, we will just have to have this beautiful man come back on the show and we will answer all those questions for you. But let's dive into it. So, hi. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's bring the story full circle. Um, it's been a roller coaster, but I'm glad to say our, you know, our bond is stronger than ever. And everything that's brought us to this point has really just uh, inspired a lot of gratitude in me because it's it's been a journey to get here and just just uh, happy to be here in this position with you and let's dive into the story me too it's been a beautiful journey so let's talk about briefly like what has happened since the last podcast episode so we recorded it I think at the end of March of 2022 when we were about like 
two months in of getting back together. So since then, almost a year ago at this point, yeah, I moved back in to our house, Evan's house at the end of May, which is a beautiful story that I want to share really, really quick because I, I got questions like, well, what if you do, if you're in the middle of a lease, I broke my lease. And the thing is, is it all worked out. I, he was having a roommate that was in for about, I don't know, till June or whatnot. And I just went to the leasing office and I just said, I'm not happy living here. Like I just want to move. Yada, yada, yada. I found someone to really take over my lease. The and it sub, happened. The sublease, basically. Yeah. No, they over, they like took over my contract. Gotcha. And yeah, it happened. Like I got bombarded with messages because my apartment was beautiful and for the price it was at. And it just all worked out so smoothly, so effortlessly. And I think that instead of worrying about all of the what's in the house, you just got to trust. Like I trusted that it would work out. And I could have easily stayed till the end of our lease, which was October. But I was like, no, I think we're meant to move back in together. And it all fell into place. So we moved back in in May. Uh, real quick, I think that goes back to choice as well. Like if you decide you want to do something, especially in a relationship, you can find ways to make it happen, right, mm-hmm. guys? And just for your listeners, I wanted to just chime in with that because, you, you know, you, you made a decision and wanted to make it happen and, and you did. Yeah. I think I also like put a lot of what I teach and preach into practice. I was like, okay, God, this is on my heart. This is what I desire. I would visualize it. I would feel into it and I would pray on it. And then I would kind of detach like, okay, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And if it's not, it's not. And when I got the go from the leasing office, like I just had to kind of ask, you know, if you don't ask, you don't know the answer. And then when I posted on Facebook, I woke up the next day with like 20 plus messages and I was like, okay, cool. This is going to work out. So yeah, sometimes you just got to detach, but you got to put the, take some action. And you moving back in was honestly one of the most uh, beautiful relationship moments for me. It was just a stir of emotions and uh, how far we had come at that point. Yeah. So that was uh, a fond memory for sure. Yeah. And shout out to our friends for uh, moving me out of the house to move me back into the house because uh, you guys are the real MVP. <laughs> oh, man. And and on top of that, the woman who moved into my apartment bought practically all of the new furniture I bought for the apartment. So it was such a win-win. It worked out. So literally a week or two after I moved in, we went to Italy. And I think that was a tr- one trip of a lifetime. That was to, an incredible trip. Yeah. And it, I believe, fully re-solidified the new mm. us. Because quick little backstory, we went to Italy back in 2017 when we had just started dating. It was an absolute shit show. Got stuck in Heathrow Airport in London for three days with no sleep. Oh my God. Worst night of our, worst, worst time of our life. That can be a whole different episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll dive into some of the ups and downs throughout our relationship too maybe later but (laughs) don't fly british airways but um i think that trip around that time we had four weddings in five weeks five weeks four weddings and three of them were all out of state one was out of country and i think those (laughs) weddings i don't know about you but i was like it was it was full wedding season and i think that kind of inspired even more romanticism and dancing together and having fun and going on adventures together um, definitely continue to solidify um, our, our rekindling there. Yeah, no, it really did. And, and that trip really allowed us to step into a whole new, I don't know, I just like felt it. I just felt a difference with us. And it just brought it to a whole new level, deeper commitment, a deeper love. 
And so when we came back from that trip, it was, all right, now this is our new life together. This was our new home. And the end of summer to fall was all about making it work and moving into kind of the redating phase into building a deeper, stronger foundation of our relationship. We went to UPW, which... Tony Robbins, that was really good event that I think I felt a stronger connection between us yeah throughout that um, those four days just fully immersing ourselves and you know getting vulnerable with each other and people that we didn't even know strangers and also friends around us we did that for four days 15 hours a day <laughs> it was intense but it was just a really really powerful experience that we were able to experience together. Yeah, like with some of the visualization exercises, I, I recorded some of them just to have as background videos and just you and I holding hands. I mean, that's where, oh, I was going to use bumps. That's where we got the vision. I don't want to share, but more of like the next business that we want to do together. And I think, oh, I was like, that was a really big pivotal moment as well. For sure, yeah. I think the fall was a lot more prioritizing the relationship and also supporting each other in our careers. You were, you know, going through a phase of building your uh, your business, and I was going through a, a career transition into a, a new growth opportunity. And I yeah. think we kind of big shifts. We big shifts, and we really leaned on each other to support each other through that. In new, in like completely different ways than we had in the past. And correct. Yeah, and then that brought us into the holidays where we got to rekindle with our families as back together, and to January to getting inky. Which I know we have a whole life is good. Yeah, life is good. We have a whole pod. I have a whole podcast episode on our engagement story, so that's not what today's episode is going to be on. But it was perfect. It was perfect. You crushed it, and I think had a lot of help from our friends as well. Yeah, he. Yeah, you good. You you really did. Um, and I and I think this is a good segue here because ah, one, you know, we're gonna go into like, how did you know we're. How did we know, right? How did we overcome the doubt? But two, when we got engaged, I remember sitting in my journal just like crying of gratitude because things can change so fast. And maybe you're listening and you just got broken up with or you just left your partner or maybe it's been a few months or years and you're still hung up or maybe your relationship is struggling and it may feel like you're in one of the lowest points and you never know if it's going to get better from here. If there's light at the end of the tunnel, there is. And find gratitude in those darkest, lowest days because if the current version of me could just go back in time and talk to the woman who was crying, sobbing on her knees, on the floor, helpless, just asking God for help to take her pain away. And if I could tell her that it would feel like a blink in an eye, but in a year or so time, you're going to be in this new relationship with the same man, which would have blown my mind and engaged and in love and experiencing things that I've never thought could be experienced inside of a relationship before, I would have struggled to believe you, but it would have supported me and giving me hope. And so I hope our story shares that there is light at the end of your tunnel, whatever moment you're in, whether you're single, heartbroken, or in a relationship that's just hitting a really rocky patch, keep going, knowing that it's making both of you guys go stronger. So 
Yeah, I think the transformation was honestly <clears throat> incredible. And it's certainly possible for other people listening to this out there right now. Um, so, so have faith and just do the things that you can do to, to try to make, make it right. Yeah. If, if that's what you want. I mean, we were complete, two different people energetically and we created a completely new relationship energetically. People feel it when they see us and yeah, we, we want to share a little bit more of what that looked like for us and answering some questions on the way, on the way that like may feel good around what you guys asked. But I guess let's start here, babe. A lot of people wanted to hear a little bit more of your side of the story on the breakup and the rekindling and sharing how you navigated those months of how did you believe me? How did you know it was ready to try again? How did you believe things would be different? And yeah, share a little bit more of your story during the breakup and the rekindling phase. Yeah, so the, the months of the breakup, I think it was... Was it two or three months? No, it was more or, than that. Or six. Well, it was we we broke up in July. The months before that, I had been taking space. Right. I took a month in Costa Rica, but we were broken up for like July to January. So, so, so about six months, yes. Yeah. So uh, for me, it, it definitely there was a void that I felt. Right, you go you go from having a partner with you by your side every day, supporting you in everything you do, experiencing adventures together, loving life together to, you know, a rough patch where you're not broken up. And um, I think there was a void that I was looking to fill. And I just kind of threw myself into work, into personal development, into, you know, reading, reading books and podcasts and all these things that I thought would help my growth, which they did. And um, kind of diving more into that, yeah. But there was definitely something missing, and uh, yeah, that was a consistent kind of feeling that kept coming up throughout the process. Mm-hmm. Um, what before you keep going? What would what would you have wished you did differently, or what would you have recommend to to the listeners who felt what you're feeling but are not filling that void in healthy ways, productive ways, or they're shutting down because they right. feel uncomfortable opening up to people. So start with what you wish you could do differently. And then if there's yeah, any yeah. advice there. So I wish I, I wish I focused more on myself mm-hmm. and kind of connecting there because I think I, um, I threw myself into work to try to distract myself yeah. and unhealthy distractions like alcohol and these things you know I was drinking whiskey more at night and scotch on the rocks and all these things and kind of numbing the pain yeah, which numbing, many people do it was, it was it was a mechanism to block out the pain is what it was and that really wasn't the healthiest way to deal with it so as those six months went on I think I progressively improved in the way I was dealing with it yeah and started to actually communicate with people I cared about around me about it you know started focusing on myself and really um my, my own personal growth rather than just throwing myself into, into work. And then over time, um, you know, we started to talk a little bit again. I think the trust was definitely something that needed to be repaired mm-hmm. and something that you needed to build back in, in that relationship and, and me as well, right? It was, it was, um, went both ways in that, in that sense, but it definitely took 
a lot of persistence on your part. And I, I think I had my guard up because of that trust factor. And I really had to allow you to build that trust back. Yeah. We'll go into that a little bit more in depth because we have many questions around that. Right. And I, and I asked you that question because I observed how you were handling the breakup and I don't say you were shutting people out, but that sounds okay. But it's not like you were opening up compared to like how I open up to people and friends and coaches and like, give me all the help, give me all the lessons. And and I think that many people, when they're going through heartbreak, shut down and they find distractions in not so healthy way, whether it's drugs or alcohol or sex or a new relationship. And I wanted to touch on that because uh, I have received a lot of questions around that. Like, how do I not do that? Or what if my partner's doing that? I mean, you can't really control how someone else heals. And it actually was hard for me to watch that that was, I don't want to say yours was horribly like that, right? But I just knew that it wasn't how I wished you were would choose to heal, which was like get a coach or get a therapist and open up and talk about it versus kind of retreating. Um, but that was a part of your journey that I had to learn how to accept and surrender because I was no longer your girlfriend. And I had to... There's nothing, there's nothing you could... I had to let go. It was so hard, yeah. Point. Right. Um, there was definitely healthier ways I could have won about it. Um, so even, even like exercise and working out to yeah. stimulate your mind rather than just drinking, you know, a couple of whiskeys a night to, to kind of block out uh, so the, the things that you're feeling. If someone's listening right now and that's, you know, these are called like they're protection mechanisms there. We have protection mechanisms and attachment styles, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to be sharing more here on the podcast and inside of my program, Radiant Relationships, because this is why we behave the way we do, how we act. It's to keep us safe because we don't want to get hurt. But what would you say to the person who is behaving in that way to numb the pain? Like if you could just give a tip that feels uncomfortable opening up or, you know, what would, what would you have needed to hear? Just that there are better ways to go about it. Like that, that stuff's not going to help you, right? Like you, you temporarily block it out, but it actually what ends up happening is you bottle it up even more. Mm-hmm. So you bottle it up inside and you suppress the emotions rather than releasing it. And over time, I think that builds and builds. And then at some point, it's you know it's going to really explode and come up. Yeah. And that actually did happen to me at, at, at one point where, mm. you know, I just broke down and, you know. Were you was, alone? Was, I was alone. I just, you know, let it out and cried and. Like it wasn't. It wasn't the only time, but um, you know, I would just say that's not the healthiest way to deal with it. Yeah, and I, unfortunately, I think you know this is a behavior in both men and women. It's not just a male thing. I feel like sometimes men have been. Our generation has been was raised in a society where don't show emotion, don't show weakness, like hold it in. And no, like if you've been a loyal listener of my podcast, you know, I say you must feel to heal. You got to let it out. And so even for the women who have that type of behavior too, like if this goes both ways and well, this is what I support women in coaching with to teach them how to feel safe and comfortable feeling and express their emotions, because the more you suppress or repress, the more it's going to manifest into issues in your life. I totally agree. And and another nuance here that, that made it more complicated is your sister is, is basically a sister to me, and we had a lot of the same really close friends here, and so it was very difficult to be vulnerable with people around us down here because it, it was mutual yeah. good friends. So that, that further complicated it. So there was a select few people that 
I actually felt like I could go to and not make it weird for them if, mm-hmm. if both of us were going to them to to kind of dive in. So yeah, that just, was definitely a factor for me. Just because we're on that this topic, I want to just briefly touch like how did we handle? So we were in the same friend group. How did we handle? being in the same friend group while being in no contact or in this breakup and you know sometimes you would be invited to something and I wouldn't or vice versa like how how you know I'll share my point too but like you know how did we handle this I think yeah I think most of the time we were, we were both invited just because we were both part of a friend group and I was first though she was first she <laughs> she made great friends with some of these ladies that ended up leading to some of my great guy friends at this point in my life and and that was a, a very difficult part of it because it was awkward for other people that were th- that were putting gatherings together and get-togethers. Yeah. And so that was something we had to work through. I, I, at least from my perspective, I think we were very civil about it. We both Agreed. we both would go to parties, but I I think I was a little bit thick-headed in the sense that I tried to just ignore her mm-hmm. at a lot of these uh, gatherings and just tried to have fun with friends that were in the friend group um and have a good time but I was so hurt at one point that I didn't even want to talk talk to her yeah and that was it was, rough. That was a challenging thing to, to work through because you know there would end up being some tension yeah in the air at these at these gatherings yeah and I think like we have a beautiful friend group who are very positive uplifting self-aware human beings and they respected us. They both, they all told us, like, we're not going to choose sides that Evan and I never, never never even would have asked that of them. But we just have that friend group that was able to balance it. And it came down to the point for us that we had to accept that sometimes they would just invite one or the other because they didn't want that awkward energy in the air. And you have to respect those friends. You know, if you are just broke off an engagement, for example, like, your friends are going through a little bit of a heartbreak too. Like their best friends just broke up. And that's what our friends really communicated to us before and after because they were like, it was so hard for them because they loved us. They loved us together and it, it was hard. So, I mean, if, if you're navigating those waters, you know, put, try putting yourself in your friend's shoes and don't lash out and just ask them to maybe communicate in better ways and also accept that they're doing the best they can and trying to balance them out. Yeah, I fully agree. I don't I don't recall not being invited to, to anything. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I just didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so so moving into this, this question that we've gotten a lot was, you know, I had to prove my trust to you, so the rekindling process. Before you even accepted agreeing to it, you know, I had to build this trust and prove it to him that I was serious and that I want to make it work. And, you know, I don't know how much we talked touched on in the last episode because it was still pretty fresh when we recorded that. But, you know, people have asked me, you know, what did I do and how did you take that in and how did I handle your coldness? So I want to start with how did I do it? So it was, it's a dance. It's a balancing art where I had to show up and prove him that I was serious with my actions and do little things to to show that while also respectfully learning to when he needed the space and not to be too much, too clingy or, or too smothering. 
and respecting the boundary still, right? This is especially what before we he agreed to giving it a shot. And like I said, it's an art. It's a dance. I, I wasn't perfect. I had to just feel it out. Sometimes it was like, you're being too much. Sometimes it was like, okay. And so like a few things I would do, for example, you know, if I was driving by your house and I was at the coffee shop, I would, I would get you a coffee and I would stop in and just be like, I would get you and your roommate a coffee. And it was just, I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know. How did you take that? For me, that was my way of giving you, showing you an action that I care. Hey, I'm, I'm, putting them the effort, but like, we don't, I don't want to have to talk about it every time. I'm trying to prove to you through my actions. Right. I don't know. What, what did you think when I would bring coffee? It was definitely a sense of having to prove yourself and, and you really had to sell me <laughs> on building trust back is what, what it came down to. He made me work for it. You guys for like months. Look, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in persistence. Mm-hmm. We can get into how, I mean, I think we <laughs> talked about this in the first episode. I I was the one that had to be extremely persistent in the beginning to even get you to date me in the first place. <laughs> and so there's now the roles were reversed Yeah. and, and she had to do the same. And, um, she really just controlled what she can control, which is another thing I believe in. Right. And she consistently did the actions to move, move forward and, and what she wanted. And, you know, it took time. I wasn't going to be convinced overnight yeah. it took it it took consistency and and eventually i mean we can dive into further details of it but eventually it just it was so clear that she was not going to give up yeah that it convinced me that we can give us another shot and maybe it could be great and it was hard the whole breakup for me one of the biggest lessons was learning to let go and surrender and not have control over things right i couldn't control what he was doing during our time apart I could not control his way of healing. I couldn't control anything. It was one of the hardest lessons I've ever had to learn. And it was obviously a lesson I needed to learn. And so I also had to learn how to let go of the expectation and the control of it was because I, at one point I was like, I want it to, I don't want to walk into the new year without officially being back together. And I was like, I have, I had to detach and let go of that because who am I to control the timeline? You can't force a thing like that. Yeah. You, You can't. And yeah, it was really just you not giving up. And, and I think we set a timeline of not talking, of no contact. I think it was. So this was during the breakup before yes. we even talked. So yes, we, for those asking, we did do no contact. It, How long was that? We agreed to two weeks, but it was well more than that. because. So I think part of that too was not talking to Tatiana, at least for me, from my perspective, you can tell me what yours is, but. Um, it made me realize that I want her in my life. Like not having that contact and not and having that time apart solidified the fact that I didn't want to live without her at, yeah. at one point, especially when you... Well, we kind of did two new, no contacts. We did the no contacts when we first broke up because we right. had to heal. I would and say then, the second one. And then the second one, after I spilled my heart out to you, you were kind of like, bro, I need space because I was being too cling, too like smothering at one point. And I don't then, think it was that. You were just trying to force it. And... Yeah, I was trying to force it. And so that's when we did another... That wasn't a time... We didn't choose a timeline. That was... You were cold. You were really cold. And I just had to learn with the energy. And I was like, okay, I need to give him space. And... I think it was through that process. And I wanted to have it happen naturally if it was going to happen, right? Yeah. And, and, not... and what a lot of people have asked me was like, you know, what have Evan's efforts been and his reaction when I was proving myself to him? Uh, he was very hesitant. 
he didn't have the same intentions I had in the beginning. And he was very, very cold and so dry. And it was really hard. It was really painful. And I had to go about it with the mindset of um, that if it's meant to be, it'll be. And I'm going to show up for him and prove it. And at the same time, I'm going to continue to focus on my healing and put my focus on myself and trust that if he doesn't soften in whatever time frame I knew was good for me, I had to know my worth and I then I, I had to know when to walk away. Because at one point it felt like I was knocked down on the floor and I was being fucking dragged. And I knew you and I know those weren't your intentions because we had some friends be like, you need to tell them what's going on, and that's when I like broke down on the beach. Yeah, I mean yeah, I never wanted to see you upset, of course. Yeah, but but I, my I still I still cared about you. Yeah. I was just um, that lack of trust was always in the back of my mind until you finally didn't give up to the point where it was very clear that like weeks on end, months. It was probably a month of oh. her consistently yeah. putting effort in, and the, you know that's that's hard for people to hear because it's, it's not for him easy. to even it's be like, easy. okay, we can. It wasn't let's get back together. It was okay. I'm that was for him to be like, okay, I'm open to the possibility of us just seeing each other again and dating and just what does that look like? It took a while. And so for those of you who are like, it's only been two weeks. Oh my God. It took months for both of us. I'll give you a lot of credit. You were very creative in in some of your strategies. I was. I had. (laughs) She She was, um, writing letters. She was sending me, um, coupons to dates for the things that I enjoy doing. Um, yeah, I when I I made you dinner once. I had you come over to talk, and I made his favorite dinner, which he didn't even eat a bite of. I, was, I had so many leftovers, and in that <laughs> I had a, a letter, and I I colored a coupon for a date, and not like I I just tried being creative. Like in a day and age where you can just buy everything, I was like, how can I show that like I'm putting time in and handwritten letters and and, and just so much and coffees well, for me, everybody to know. Let me ask you a question, babe. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? A hundred fucking was it, percent. Was it all worth it? A hundred percent. Even though I would go over my friend's house. I, I would sleep over my friend's houses because I couldn't be alone some nights because it was just so heavy. And thank you to you guys. You know who you are. Like, I get emotional thinking about this because you guys were my rocks. But yeah, it's a hundred percent worth it, even though I was in the darkest of my days. But okay, so I proved my trust to you. I handled your coldness and hesitancy, which you had every right to, to you know, do that. So... What was, how did you know? How did you know that I had proved it to you, that the trust was there, that, okay, this is worth looking into? What, what was, was there a moment for you? Yeah, no, I think, again, it was the sheer persistence that, that kind of opened the door to start going on a date and just kind of get, re-getting to know each other. Um, <laughs> and then at one point, so and then I was looking back and realizing all these extreme highs and lows that I've had in my own life. And looking back, Tatiana was always there for me. And in some of these cases, it was almost unreasonable for her to stick with me. And she stick, stuck, with me, stuck with me through some of these um, very, very much low points in my life. And real quick, uh, I'll tell a quick story when we're getting back together. <laughs> um, it was New Year's going into 2022. Yeah. Right. And I'd gotten these new rainbow sandals for Christmas. They, they were nice <laughs> sandals, but a different kind of leather than my feet were used to. 
And what ended up happening was I had some kind of allergic reaction where the skin in my feet was opened up by the sandals. And long story short, I won't roast the listeners out here, but you guys, the, the, infe- <laughs> I, the infections in my feet became so bad. I almost had to go to the hospital. It was coming up my legs, um, spreading. My friends came down from Boston. They were going to Miami to see a Patriots game and spend the weekend down there. I ended up having to back out of the trip because I couldn't even put sh- I couldn't even put shoes on. You barely walk. Your feet were so swollen. I could barely walk, and it was horrible. One of the worst uh, medical experiences of my life. And this was right right where we were starting to talk again, rekindle. Like, yeah, like really be more intentional. So there was f- four or five days where I couldn't even leave the house. Like my feet were oozing everywhere. I couldn't put shoes on. And I'll leave it at that. But. Um, <laughs> It was just one of those things that really solidified that I knew. I know she's always there for me because she stuck with me for four or five days. She was ordering pizza for us, picking it up, and kind of just watching movies. Driving you to urgent care twice. Driving me to urgent care, spending hours there with me. And um, yeah, we just watched movies and got through it. Um, I think that was your turning point. And that was a turning point for me because it was such a scary moment. Um, you guys, it was she, scary. Like, I literally was like, are his feet going to be amputated at one point? Because it was... And it wasn't bad. getting better. I had to go back a couple times before it started to improve. And so, long story short of way of saying she really was there for me um, through that difficult time. And nobody else could have or would have done that for me. Um, mm. And I love you, baby. I love you. So, let's integrate now, transition into how we both knew we were ready to try again. And, like, how did we believe things were going to be different and, like, overcome that doubt? And then how did then go into how did we actually rekindle? So I'll share for me. Well, I knew I, I knew I was ready. So the ready part, I think, told you if you want to add any more to that in a second. But for me, how I knew things would be different was because during the months of living alone and healing, I did so much work and I believe in this work. I believe people can change. I believe that with healing, you show, I am the epitome of change. Like if you knew me back in high school, from middle school, high school to college to who I am now, I am not the same person. Our cells are constantly rejuvenating. Neuroplasticity proves that we can change in our brain. Like I believe this shit to my core. There's proven science and spirituality to it. So for me, I felt like a different woman And I felt like I had embodied and learned lessons in the beginning stages. Obviously, I had to put them to the test when when we had gotten back into the relationship. But I just, I had a different set of sunglasses on. I looked at you and our relationship in a completely different way. And so I knew that with this new awareness and this new perspective, I was like, things have to be different. And it it just was like this, this feeling in my heart this knowing that I was going to commit and show up and do what it takes and really just, just, I just was like, I just, you feel different. Like, you know, do you ever have those moments where you're just like, holy shit, I'm never going to see the situation in the same light because someone told you something or you experienced it or like you had a near death experience. So now you experience, you are so grateful for life. It, It was like that for me. I, if you listen back on episode 79, like when I had that vision, I had never experienced anything like that in my entire life. That was spiritual. And, oh, I get goosebumps when I think of it. Like, wow. I just remember that pain. And I just remember like what 
I experienced and I felt like I never had been different. I had never been the same since. And it was just that knowing and that belief that just got me through. Um, it was a crazy experience. So that's how I personally knew I was ready to try again and really believed and knew things would be different. And I, I honestly did not have a doubt in my mind on my end. Right. What about, Oh, sorry. I got emotional on that one, but how about you, baby? Yeah. For me, it was, if we were to move forward, it was going to be the, the woman that I married. Uh-huh. And I think before our breakup, I w- it was never clear to me that you were confident that we were going to spend the rest of our lives together. Yeah. I never said it to you. She never said it. And just the, the confidence that she exhibited coming into the rekindle. You know, if you think about sales, it's if you're, if you're selling something, if you truly believe in it, it's going to be a lot easier to, to, to sell that thing. And I think she just had such confidence in us really lasting forever if mm-hmm. we make this work. And I think at one point she even said that she wanted to marry me. Okay. And, and that really solidified it for me because that was... That was a uh, non-negotiable for me if, if we were to move forward and yeah. get back together. We, I, I remember I looked at you and I was like, I don't want you to ask me to be your girlfriend unless you're in it for life. Like, you asking me to, your, to be your girlfriend is was the same commitment as you asking me to marry you. Because that's it was just like, we're not fucking around here. Like, we're either in it or we're not. And, and we just committed. We, we went all in, mm-hmm. prioritized the relationship. And one year later in one day comes full circle and we, and we get engaged mm-hmm. after we, yeah, he, he af- proposed. after asking her to be my girl, uh, girlfriend again yeah, he the, proposed year bef- uh, the year before so. our anniversary of getting back together which is how cute if you haven't watched our videos go stalk me on instagram because they're so freaking cute and i jump up like a bunny jeez <laughs> jeez did not expect to do that but um her reaction priceless guys definitely check so that's out. how we moved through like okay we're ready we moved to the doubt. So, okay, how now how did we do it? So, you know, a lot we're getting lots of questions on like how did we start on a good basis and not go back to old ways and how did we handle, you know, all of it? How did we rekindle? So I think the first thing we did was we made a commitment and, and not like a game plan, but a commitment to ourselves. And we committed to one, seeing each other for who we are now and who we're becoming and not bringing up the past. Not dwelling in the past. We did not. We, right. like, if it got brought up, we would be like, yo, 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 that's in the past, right? We were like, I see you for who you are now because you're not who you used to be. And the relationship too, we couldn't, bring, we did not bring up past. We didn't really argue in our past relationship. We're not, we're not big fighters. It was just, you know, the conflicts that we have, you know, we weren't going to bring it up like, oh, of course you did that just like in the past, you know. All mistakes, right? Yeah, all mistakes. Like, how many times do you and your partners or exes, like, have you brought up shit from the past? You can't do that. You cannot do that when you're rekindling or trying to remake it work or you're in a current relationship and you're trying to re-strengthen. No, draw a fucking line in the sand and choose to move forward from it. And I think that was a big commitment we made was, we're not going to see each other for who we used to be. Yeah, it's about learning from those mistakes and what can you do differently, right? You could still try to fix things that happened in the past, right? Mm-hmm. But not dwelling on it and blaming yeah. the other person for a mistake that, that is, they can't change. Yeah, and, and, right? and, and if we were falling back into an old behavior or anything, we, we learned how to communicate. We nurtured our relationship like it was a newborn. 
we took care. Hey, how we did check-ins. Mm-hmm. We communicated, hey, I'm not feeling seen or loved. Or, you know, not, not that that was happening, but we held the space. Like, it was safe to talk about that. Um, like, hey, I don't really like when you talk this way. It doesn't feel good. We've done code words before. You said full transparency. That, that uh, communication was key. And I think we just went, got really intentional, went all in on prioritizing us. Like, these are the nights we're going to do date night this week. Yeah, that, that's what like, I was going to Putting it on the calendar and actually setting intentional time. Hey, babe, this Friday morning, let's go for a walk on the beach for sunrise, right? Yeah, let's, let's get let's, coffee. Let's do a, um, a date on the beach after I would, work, whatever it is. But. I would say the biggest first step around that was we took time to get to know each other again and to get to know who we were and who we were becoming after all this heartbreak and healing. And we did that through conversations, like in person. Fuck the texting shit. You know, we're like, okay, yeah. once a week. You know, we at this point, we were still uh, living apart. So we, our commitment was like one date a week. That's what I got out of him. It was like, t- we took it very, very slow. It was a very um, gently, like, uh, what's the word? I don't know. We, we handled it with care and gentle as if it was fragile. And we, we once a week. And these dates weren't like extravagant dinners. Maybe they were mini golf. Maybe they were walk, a walk in nature, a walk in the beach. Maybe it was a movie night or a game night. But at the end of the day, it was like every Wednesday night was typically what it was, was our date night. Right? Yeah, we were making it fun too, right? Like exciting things that were experiences together. Because a lot of the great times I had with you in the past was adventures. Mm, yeah. Right? So... Adventurous. so Bringing that that was never an issue in the relationship. We always had that, yeah, and those experiences, and, and so it was a communication. Bringing commitment. that, yeah, exactly. But bringing those back into the fold started to make us feel good about dating again. Yeah, me overcoming the fear of commitment, me mm-hmm. overcoming the belief that I wasn't worthy of love. I showed up completely different in the relationship, and he had to get to know who that woman was. And I had to show him, and I, I got to be it. It was beautiful. I got to, well, you, especially the beginning stages. I let, had to let go of right the time. We took it very, very slow. I had to let go of the conversations. Like, how could we just have fun and be a hundred percent present in the moment? For and sure. in sure. learning how to let go and surrender <laughs> through the breakup and rekindling, I stepped even deeper into my feminine. And the new relationship that we created was a better balance of the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And when I talk about feminine and masculine energy, I'm not talking about gender roles here. I'm talking about the energy. We all have both. And in our prior relationship, I was operating heavily in the masculine, trying to be in control, trying to lead, making the rules my way or the highway and go, go, go. And we were not taking time for ourselves or each other. I was a wounded masculine energy and when we rekindled I was like I just let you lead because it was you know based on your heart when you were ready right and it was very it felt so good I never have been in my feminine energy like that before so let's do more of that (laughs) well we do now for me I, I I always felt like you brought out the best in me and we have very different personalities I would say it's kind of a yin and a yang that comes together in a in a sense but our our values are aligned. Mm-hmm. And which, I talked about that in the which, episode of... Oh, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Which is extremely important. Yeah. You know, I think we got... And when we were rekindling, we got very clear on 
What do we both want in life? Mm-hmm. What are our goals? Like we sat down and had values? these conversations. We opened up. The love language is all that. We put it all on the table. We said, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this fucking we're, right. Yeah. We, we, and our we old... really got clear on what we wanted in both the short run and the long term. Yeah. In terms of future family, kids, everything. You have to. You guys have to have these conversations with your partners, whether you're first dating somebody new or you're in a relationship with someone for so long, but like you haven't really talked like, do they want kids? Do they not want kids? Why hasn't he proposed yet? Like communication is key. If I can, if you can take something from this, work on your communication and do some healing if you can't communicate. Because when we improved our own communication, it completely changed our lives and our relationship. And our old relationship had to crumble in order for us to create a new foundation and a new found in a new relationship. And like you said, we had to address a lot of things. I, I share this on the episode, I don't know, go back just like maybe within the last five episodes of how to know if they're the one. Because if you heard our story in 79, I didn't know Evan was the one. Everybody was like, when you know, you know, but I didn't know. But a big thing that you have to have these conversations with, with people is, do they value the same things that you value? We both value adventure and, and travel and we value family and we value very similar things. They're different values, but they're very similar and they, they balance each other very well and they're compatible. Yeah. And I think you got, you have to ask yourselves the hard questions yeah. or, or each other, right? And be very real with yourself. Are we going to be happy in the future if these yeah. things come up and we're not aligned? We had to have some really tough conversations around mm-hmm. that because cool, we're feeling goo goo gaga about being back together now, but like, let's make sure but now you have another human being and that you have to take care of and what if your values aren't aligned in that you mean if we had a baby yeah oh yeah yeah like in the future yeah we had to have a very serious talk on that because i don't say we have different views on children but but it's just getting aligned with that yeah. to make sure that issues aren't gonna, aren't gonna come yeah up do we later. have the same values do we have the same goal and vision in life do you bring out the best in me the lifestyle everything yeah and so like i said we and we learned a lot we took a lot of time to create new ways code words um understanding our behaviors and why we operate the way we do and communicating better our love languages our sex languages like all of this and and, you know these are all things i'm covering inside of radiant relationships if you want to discover more about yourself to create a relationship like this like i'm going to be bringing you through what we did to create the relationship that we have now because we need more healthy examples of relationships we need more people talking about this because the divorce rates are atrocious the rates of people still married and miserable are atrocious and i truly believe that's not what we're meant to be here on this earth for we're meant to be in love and in connection and i believe the honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. can last you might go through bumps in the road yeah some people sometimes like i want to like pull evan's hair out at moments but like you can have radiant relationships and so we had to build a new foundation 100% 100% and look let's be clear here we're, we're far from perfect mm. but we've come in a, a long a way a huge a long way and I, I'm happy to say our bond is stronger than ever uh, I might have added a few, a few gray hairs along the way <laughs> but I'm very happy now and look I, I think we both have very busy schedules and one thing I try to prioritize is I'm gonna have at least breakfast lunch or dinner with Tati today yeah. I try to do that every day. And we try to go on a walk. Um, every day. Almost every day together. Even if it's at 8.30 p.m., we do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We make it work around our schedules, right? And prioritizing that that quality time to spend together and really have those 
deep conversations and um, check-ins with each other has really made a big difference for us, and, and that's that's been meaningful to me. Yeah, I, I really think it was learning how to navigate the waters of the uncertain periods and learning how to let go and, and communicate with each other properly and then redating each other. Like that that's how we've rekindled this. And we we you know, you have a coach, I have coaches, we've done the work separately as well. I've I've done a lot of work within myself. Like Evan and I have been through a roller coaster since the day we met because of my traumas and baggage and and, and trapped emotions where I, I have blushed out. And so it's it's not a, oh, in one month or one year, everything's going to be perfect. We've, we've known each other since 2013, but... Well, in the beginning, too, you were my first... Girlfriend. Real go- girlfriend. And so... Player, player. I didn't, I didn't know how <laughs> exactly how to handle that person. And so, you know, knowing what I know now... It's I pr- learning Probably would have done some things differently, but I wouldn't know what I know now if I didn't yeah. learn from mistakes and, and trial and error along, along the way. Yeah, and so it really was just treating it like a baby and being like, okay, like how can we regrow this in a healthy, beautiful way and open communication? Um, it's really what it comes down to. I think commitment and and getting support because you don't know what you don't know. And we have had beautiful support from friends. We only took advice from people who we look up to and we value, who have the life or relationship that we desire, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll take advice from someone who learned a hard lesson but if they don't have the relationship or life that I desire, I don't, I, I appreciate their words, but I don't take it in sometimes. And so we have had a lot of support. When we were rekindling, we stayed with the friendships that we asked for support. We had one-on-one time with people to support us, to make sure that we were moving through this in a healthy way. Um, you know, we had coaches and I think it just comes down to taking the space and time to do what it takes to to grow and, and, and make a change. What did you say? Yeah, no, that was, that was some great insights and, and takeaways, lessons that we've, we've learned and things that we've got out of yeah. the story. There, um, I don't know if I took advice from people, but I definitely heard people out. Yeah. Kind of shared the story. And uh, I took kind advice. of just bounced ideas off of. and we have a lot of lessons during our breakup and a lot of lessons of the year of getting back together of navigating the waters of you know new relationship but like same person awkwardness i think that's a whole new a whole podcast episode on itself because i think we all of us experience lessons for us to learn and to share with one another to if i can save you time and heartache this is a big reason why we're recording this podcast so maybe we do another one but yeah, the good news is there was there was definitely tremendous personal growth that came out of the, the whole experience for us. I think each one of us individually, and then and then together as well. So it wasn't all you know a negative experience. It was ups and downs, and, and yeah. it turned into something beautiful. Yeah. And so another question we have here was like, how do we show up differently in our relationship? And I think we've touched a lot on this, like yeah. new ways, new foundation. I think one thing we haven't touched on is our independence. Um, not that we lost our identities too much in the old relationship, but sometimes you can be codependent or yeah, you, you, you're, you identify as the, just the girlfriend or whatever. And I think we really made sure, you know, we have alone time with our friends or work and we find a balance with it. And it's, it wasn't just all us when, especially when getting back together, like we had to give this time, but we also had to make sure we were good and whole individually as, as well. 
this is a big one for me. Um, letting each other pursue our hobbies mm-hmm. or time outside of the relationship is, is huge. You know, just yesterday I played in a golf tournament. I had a blast, and that's something that really brings me joy yeah. and brings me fulfillment, um, which allows me to show up better in the relationship after those activities. So just being up upfront and transparent with with Tati and just saying like, look, babe, I'd love, I'd love to play golf this weekend. It's gonna take me five hours. I'm gonna carve it out. And here's the other day. I'm gonna spend time with you, and I'm gonna come back refreshed. And my cup is gonna be full, and come back even stronger in our relationship mm-hmm. and, more, yeah. and more present and more present because it helps bring presence for me. Mm-hmm. It's all about give and take for sure, for sure. And you know, as we're slowly wrapping up here, like. Every relationship's different, but I think making sure you're whole and independent in a relationship is huge. And you can't, you know, you were whole before the person. And that's one thing that we really made sure we held our ground on when we came back together. Right. Yeah, I think it's leaning on each other for support, but not relying on the other person to hold you up emotionally or carry you. You have to carry your own weight in all different areas in life. Um at least, at least emotionally and yeah. and things like that. So it, it can't it can't be a situation where somebody's just carrying all that weight. It has to be mm-hmm. independently supported and then come together to make it even stronger. Yeah. So we do from have my, from my perspective. Yeah. No, I agree with that. So we do have a few questions here. We can't get to all of them because they're going to take too long. So we can create another episode on them. And for those of you who have more questions, either about our story, if you want to know some more juice. So you want us to spill the tea or you have questions around your situation or just relationships in general, I'm going to create a form to put in the show notes below where you can insert your questions. And then Evan and I will re- we'll record in the next few weeks another episode and answer them. But just a few that we can get up here. You know, what do we do bo- both do during our time apart? I think was that was we healed and we discovered who we were becoming and we took the time to get to know ourselves again and with hobbies and building up that independence and the healing, which I have episodes on the, like what I did to heal during my breakup. I have a freebie radiate through a breakup guide where I share my tips and tricks. So you can go check that out. Um, and yeah, we, I think some of these questions let's save for the next one, just because I don't want to like rehash some of them, some conversations, but as we wrap this up, I I just want to share, you know, if you're listening because you just want to hear more of our story great. I appreciate you. If you're listening because you are going through a breakup or time apart from your partner and hopes to get back together, I hope our story gives you hopes. Hope while also remember that what's meant to be for you will be for you and not to wait around for someone because I really want to I really want to emphasize this because on TikTok there's way too much of I need this energy, this needy energy. I want him or her back. Oh, I'm desperate. Oh, and there's some people like, but what if they were toxic? What if there's trauma? Like Evan and I had a healthy relationship still. There was respect. There was health. There was no cheating involved. And I want you to remind yourself of your worth. You do deserve a healthy, loving relationship, but make sure that you're not waiting around for someone who's not bringing out the best in you or isn't treating you with the love and respect. Even if they are even... Like I waited around for Evan, but I didn't wait around. I, I was still doing my healing and my work and my independence. Do not wait. Have trust and learn to surrender and let go 
of the outcome. Put it out there, like this is what I desire, but you, you gotta do the art. Like I said, it's a dance. And trust, my biggest thing was I had to trust if it was meant to be, would be, and we'd, we'd come back together. And if not, we wouldn't. And I always teach my clients this. When you do the work yourself and you get clear on what it is you desire in a relationship without that person's name attachment, you get what you want. Because at the end of the day, you rise up, you become a stronger, better healed version of yourself. And that energy inspires your current partner or your ex to do that same work and rise up, which is what happened to us. And so we were able to rekindle, or if you're in a current relationship, your partner rises up with you, new relationship and or they don't and they're anchoring you down and eventually you let go or you break up, but you're operating at this new version of yourself, this new frequency where you meet someone who's at that level too, who then gives you those desires and qualities and characteristics in a relationship. So at the end of the day, you get what you want in the relationship. It may not be with the person you want and learning to let go and trust that because at the end of the day, focus on the characteristics and the values and how you want to feel in a relationship. Um, and yeah, if you're well always, said, baby. Well said. <laughs> thank you. Like my clients always like light bulb moment when I say that. Um, and yeah, where, where, whatever, like, it, I don't know like where you're at, who's listening, but I just appreciate you listening. I hope our story resonates. I hope it either gives you hope or just insight on how to improve your relationship or current relationships, giving you hope to keep going in your healing journey. Even if you're in a relationship, you can do healing because we all have something to heal from. There may be a reason why you behave the way you do with your partner. Cool, let's go in and let's heal that. Um, yeah, do, what are your final words as we wrap this up of just like our year back together, our rekindling? I don't know, anything else you would like to say or ask? Yeah, no, I would just say it's worth it if it's the person that you think is right for you. And definitely think long term. Yeah. Right. And how, how the relationship may evolve over time and have those conversations of what your goals and values are mm-hmm. in order to get aligned. Um, but I'd like to wrap it up just with a, a, a two part question for you, babe. And mm-hmm. that question is leading up to the rekindling. Did you believe that you would be successful in that journey and how did it feel when it did materialize? How good was that feeling? It's mm, a good question. So just because of the work I do, like I would really visualize and tap into it. So I did believe it was possible and I did also visualize what would happen if it didn't. So I wouldn't get attached and be more heartbroken, but I did believe it was possible. And when it did materialize, I don't know if when the moment was, but I do remember being like, holy fucking shit. Like this is everything I've ever wanted was this love and this connection and this intimacy and this the relationship that's healthy and thriving like even what we have today like you might see what I post online and think that think it's cheesy but like I don't give a shit like this is how I feel this is beautiful <laughs> I've, I've wanted to feel this seen and and loved by someone and and worthy of love and committed to and not fear commitment like and so I'm here to share it with the world because I truly believe everybody deserves that so yeah it feels amazing to have it materialized love it love it I'm happy to say uh our bond is stronger than ever and I really feel like the luckiest man on the planet. So mm, you are. I love I'm you, too. and uh, we'll wrap it up with that. Yeah, I love you. I would say, wait, I have a question for you now. What would you say has been your mo- like the favorite part of our journey together, and your biggest lesson? Favorite part and biggest lesson. The favorite part of our journey together. I would just say the the um, 
the comeback, like mm-hmm. the turnaround, how beautiful that was to shift from where we were to where we are now. It's just so much personal growth came through that for me. Mm-hmm. And it was really inspiring just how how quickly things can change and what's in your control to be able to make positive change in your life. So the biggest lesson for me is really just control what you can control. Mm. What can you do today to improve your life, to improve, improve your relationships? What is in your hands? And then what's not in your hands, forget about it, right? Focus on what you can actually change and make better. And throughout that process, good things will happen. Uh, that, that's the biggest lesson for Amen. me. Amen. Focus on what you can control. And if you're listening and you're wanting to know more of the how, the steps, the information, the principles and foundation that you know we really learned and created and built for ourselves, I invite you to join Radiant Relationships because I'm laying it out and giving you everything you'll need to learn or need to know on how to create a healthy, thriving relationship filled with this love and this joy and this passion. And this program is going to be for women who not only are single or heartbroken or in a relationship, it's for everyone. Because I think you've got the message here. In order to have what you desire in a partner and in a relationship, you got to do the work yourself. you got to understand what, what patterns or beliefs do I need to break? What things do I need to let go of or heal from my past? What do I desire? What are my values? What are the characteristics I desire in my current relationship? It's next level or the new partner I'm with. And it's going to support you every step of the way to create your most radiant relationships. And so we have our first round on April 10th. If you're listening before this, I invite you to join. There's a special, um, special offering, just having it be the first round and you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's eight weeks filled with massive, massive information, video modules, workbooks, journaling prompts, tools, and resources. And you get all of that for life, but then you also get access to me. We have weekly group coaching calls where you can ask me questions. You can get support based on your specific situation. We have breathwork calls to do more healing and tapping into the energy of the relationship you're calling in. And it's going to be so transformative. It's going to allow you to have what Evan and I have created. And I created this because I believe more people need to learn what we learned so that they can have relationships that you're worthy and deserving of. You're going to love it, guys. Tati's amazing at what she does. She has a gift. And definitely encourage you to to get in there and check it out because she's truly, truly does what she's doing. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to share it all, share it all, share everything we learned, our attachment styles, how to communicate, protection mechanisms, love languages, sex languages, like we're covering it all. So if you want to join, I will put the link for more information on my website below. You can choose um, how you would like to to join. We have different payment plan options to make it really work for you. And if you're listening to this after, after April 10th, you can still join future rounds. I'm not sure what that's going to look like at this time of the recording, but I would love to have you inside. And for those of you who have more questions around our story or yourself, I know we have a few that we did not touch here. Let's create a new episode, babe. In the next couple of weeks, we're going on a trip here soon. Um, but when we come back, let's do it. So go on the show notes. You can click the form and ask all of your questions. I say nothing's off topic because we're very open people. And yeah, all right. Any last words? No, thanks for having me back on. And until next time, guys.
Thank you so much for listening. I love and appreciate you all. I hope you have the most radiant day ever. Know that you are worthy of love and I will see you next week on the next episode. Keep shining your light. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.